Let's move on into my 21 tips to improve your podcast interviews. These are things that you, you ought to be thinking about. I won't should on you uh, because, you know, I'm not going to tell you what you should do, although I think I might actually have the word should in here several times, so maybe I, maybe I will. But here are 21 tips that will help you improve your interview process, and some of this is etiquette. And this was all precipitated a long time ago, well, by I'll just say with the, by a good friend of mine who was getting a lot of requests for a lot of interviews and a lot of people who just created a podcast. This friend of mine was getting burned by a lot of commitments to doing interviews and people really not being prepared for the interview, not showing up on time, going way over. So I came up with a list of etiquette. Let's just start with the first one here. When inviting a guest for an interview, be sure to clearly communicate the name of your show, the website address of your show, and what your show is about. You know, this is very important for you to do. Uh, In fact, many people won't, you know, if you're going to ask them via an email, which is probably how most of this is going to happen, then give them at least enough information about your show to make them want to research it. If you just say, hey, I have, an inter- I have a podcast, can I interview you for my show? Well, then they have to actually hit the reply button, ask you more information about your show. So again, when you're inviting a guest for an interview, be, clear, be sure to clearly communicate the name of your show, the purpose of your show, what your show's about, and also make sure you give them the address of your website. Next, you want to explain why you want to have the guest on your show. What is the purpose? What value would they bring to your audience? Basically, this communicates, hey, I know who you are. I find that you are a person that has information of great value, and I respect you based up, and, and, I, and I look up to you based upon just how insightful you are, the experience that you have that's so inspiring or encouraging, and I just know that if I was able to have the honor of having you as a guest on my show, my audience would benefit by hearing this or my audience would gain this benefit. And if you did that, there's a good chance that you're going not to play into their ego, but to let them know that, hey, this person knows who I am, knows what I'm about, and they and they kind of get me and they understand. And it's like, wow, I, I, I would like to have that opportunity to inspire them with this story or whatever the case may be. All right, the next one in my list, clearly communicate how long you are requesting for the interview to take place. Don't just ask for the interview. Ask, I would like to request a 30-minute interview with you. I'd really like to request a 45-minute interview with you. I'd like to request a one-hour interview with you. Don't ask for an interview without telling them how long the interview will be because that could factor into whether or not they're going to give you that time. Now, 30 minutes is really good. Sometimes, you know, you can go 45 minutes to an hour. It depends on what you work out, but make sure that you do work that out. You you could actually say, I would love to request an hour of your time to do an interview. Um, However, I'm willing to concede and do 30 minutes if that better suits your schedule. And, and just work with them. Be flexible Be flexible with what they choose. In fact, the next tip that I'm going to give you is be prepared by offering at least two to three time slots in advance that you're giving them. Say here, in fact, here are three dates 
and times that you could choose from if any of these work within your set schedule. If not, I'm, a, I'm more than open to being flexible to fit your scheduled scheduling needs. But when you give them options of times, what you're going to find is that it, it helps them. You know, it's like, uh, oh, wait, let me just see if I have one of these days and times open in my calendar. And then they, if one of them works, then boom, they can say, yes, I can do this date. But if all of a sudden they, they, they are wanting to say yes, you could end up getting a no because uh, I don't have time to work out when it's going to work out for them. We're going to have to go back and forth, blah, 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 blah. I really don't even want to bother with it. I'm just going to say no. Whereas if you had the two or three options in there, they could easily look to see if one of those two or three options are available. And if so, they could, you could immediately get a spot with that time booked. All right, next one is once you confirm a date and time with your guest, be sure, certain to communicate how the interview will be conducted. Uh, you want to make sure that you provide ap- applicable information such as phone numbers that they might need to dial, Skype IDs, uh, or make sure that you're just going to, cl- and also make sure that you're going to clearly communicate who is going to initiate the call. Are they calling you or are you calling them? Be clear on these things. The next one is if the interview is scheduled more than a week in advance, be sure to send a follow-up reminder one week prior to the scheduled interview. And then, of course, my next tip is related to that. Regardless of when the interview is scheduled, send a follow-up reminder the day before, the night before the interview. And be sure to communicate again in that reminder how the interview will be conducted and the contact information as well as who is going to be initiating the call. And my next tip should go without saying, but you must be sure to include time and time zones. Next one is consider sending an outline of questions that you will cover in advance for the interview. Now, this is one that I personally do not do. And it's also one, if you interview me, I'd prefer you not send me questions in advance. I prefer, I mean, if you're going to interview me, I hope that you're interviewing me on a topic that I already am very knowledgeable about. Uh, And most of the time, it's about my experience, it's about my thoughts on creating a podcast for a business, or it's my my journey, my story, and I know that stuff. And so if you can you can ask me anything related to the things that I that you know that I'm known for, and I'll be able to talk about them off the top of my head. And I if I if you send me your questions, I'll feel obligated to look at them. I'll feel obligated to try to prepare a response ahead of time. And then all of a sudden what you've just done is you've given me homework. And I hate homework. I'm just saying. However, some people would much prefer get to get your questions ahead of time. And so this is one of those things where you could ask your guest or your interviewee ahead of time. You can say, hey, would you like me to send you a list of questions that I'll cover ahead of time? All right. If something comes up on your schedule that would conflict with your scheduled interview, don't put this off immediately without passing go, without collecting $200. Immediately contact your guest and let them know. Make sure to confirm that they've also received your, your messages communicating that you're no longer available for that scheduled time. Okay, the next tip here is always mark off at least 30 minutes before your scheduled interview. Uh, this is so that you can prepare for the call. Pre- prepare your mind, go through your notes that you have about this person, 
Uh, and and just make sure that you know that you don't have any obligations at all that would keep you from being on time. Uh, this means that you know don't don't go scheduling five interviews all back to back with only fifteen minute buffers in between. There's a good chance that your call before is going to go over. So leave yourself a little margin. The next thing on my list here is call your guest on time. If you're initiating the call, seriously, be very respectful of their time. Don't call them five minutes early. Don't call them five minutes late. Call them on time. The next one also has a lot to do with respecting your guest, and that is do not go over your scheduled time for the interview. If you have scheduled 30 minutes with that person to start at 3 p.m. Eastern time, then at 3.27 p.m., you are winding down that interview and you are at the spot where at 3.30 p.m. sharp, you're ready to stop the call. It's over, and it can be done. All right? Be very respectful of your time. Now, you may develop a good rapport with the person, and, and all of a sudden, it's like now, you and at around 26 or 27 minutes, it's like, okay, I know that we're... We're only scheduled for 30 minutes. I want to be respectful of your time, so I've got one last question. And if all of a sudden they say, well, if you've got time, I've got time, that's when you can continue on. If you actually have a a guest on your show, and especially if it's one of those high-level interviews that you have been dreaming of getting, if all of a sudden you you get uh, an interview with them and you tell them it's going to be a 30-minute interview and you are an hour and 10, you kept them on for an hour and 10 minutes onto your show, I guarantee you, you'll never get an interview with them again. And there's a good chance that they'll be connected to other people you really want to get on your show and your likelihood of them actually bringing you up in a conversation is going to be there, and don't be surprised if you don't get other interview requests answered with an affirmative, yes, I'd love to be on your show. Show respect, and when your time is over, end the interview, all right? Follow up with a thank you note. That's the next tip. Uh, this can be done via email if you want. In fact, if you can get their their actual physical address, you could send them the a card in the mail, a handwritten thank you card, or maybe even a gift by mail. And if all you had in the, was an email address, maybe you, you could send them an a, a Amazon gift card or, or something else. But at the very least, a very personal email from you to them, thanking them for their time. Be prepared to give an introduction of your guest rather than asking them to introduce themselves. So th- here's the deal. Everybody loves to to have other people talk about their accomplishments and and to show off for them in front of your community. Let me tell you, I am talking to you, today we are going to be talking to my great friend Pat Flynn, who is the most inspirational online internet marketer out there because he's not your typical internet marketer. Let me tell you how I found out about Pat. Let me tell you why I like Pat. Let me tell you about some of the great things Pat has accomplished, the things that he stands for. I really like this guy, and that's why I've brought him on the show today. Pat, I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for coming on the show. That is a whole lot different than, hey, Pat, I'm so glad that you're on here. I know I know who you are, but uh, take a few minutes and please tell everybody who you are and what you do. That, oh, come on, seriously? Don't do that. that that's not cool. 
All right. So so take some time to get to know your guest. You know, do a little research and uh, and and do a little bit. Don't you know? Don't do, do it. Can you know? See if you can't be genuinely interested in that individual. And if you can't, let me tell you something. Don't don't ask them onto your show. Seriously, if you don't care enough about the person to actually get to know a little bit about them and to be excited enough about them that you could actually say a couple cool things about them without actually being prompted with a pre-scripted bio off their website. I just wonder why are you why are they on your show? Let's see here. The next one is when asking a question, don't continue speaking and answering the question for them. And I I recently heard this from somebody uh, who did an interview, and and I'll I'll try to see if I can ask you. Let me let me just say I'll I'll bring up Pat Flynn again. Let me give you an example of a question where you answer the question for them. Hey Pat, so the next question I want to ask you about is mailing lists. You know, and uh, one of the things I know about mailing lists is that you know you can actually make a lot of mistakes, and I've made a lot of mistakes, and I know that you are really great at sending out emails because I'm on your mailing list, and one of my favorite things about your mailing list is how you do this, this, and this, and. The one thing that I noticed is that everybody makes this mistake, and I, I want to ask you what your number one tip is for sending out the first email to those who are on your mailing list. Now, one of the things that I do on my mailing list is I do this, 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 and this, and I also make sure that I do this and this. Uh, what do you think, Pat? That that's and man, you know, ask a question and be quiet. Think about this. What is the quickest way I can state this question with the fewest amount of words where the the heart of the question will be conveyed clearly to my audience and to my interviewee and then bite my tongue and not say another word. You know, I, it's like, ugh, seriously. I, you know, and, and, and there are people who really struggle with this and this is why I think it's really important when you're starting out as a podcaster and you're really nervous talking about these, you know, you get the A-lister out there and and you get really nervous. If you don't have a lot of experience or practice, you're going to you're going to come off not having a polished interview. And and when you have that out there and that episode's out there and it's not a good polished interview, then what happens is the next big A-lister that you're going to have and you're going to actually say, "Hey, I also talked to so and so." I talked to Pat Flynn. Here, listen to that episode. They're going to go listen to the episode with Pat Flynn, and they're going to hear you asking seven-minute questions and letting Pat affirm your awesomeness. <laughs> okay? It's like, it, it's, seriously. And and by the way, I say this. I struggled with this in the past as well. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here myself, and, and I will tell you that this, this was a real struggle for me. Another thing, don't interrupt your guest when they are speaking. Don't complete their sentences. Don't stop them from talking so that you can agree and say that, oh, yeah, I already knew that, and this is another example of how I... And I struggle with this one, too, because I want people to think that, hey, I'm just as cool as this person, and I know these things, and I'm afraid that if I don't if I don't agree and, and, and state something else as well and show how I have... I can exemplify how I live this out in my life, then all of a sudden other people are going to think, wow, you know, I'm not as cool. You know, you have to get over that and just let the person talk. Let the person talk without interrupting them. And the next one is, uh, this is a huge one, don't give verbal agreements to every statement that they make. This is where the person says a sentence and you go, "Mm mm-hmm, 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And and I, there are sometimes where I'm halfway tempted. Actually, most of the time, I just turn the interview off. When I hear, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is what I think, blah, 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 blah. What do you think about this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. I, so, so the first thing that I do is I turn it off, but I'm halfway tempted to run back into my studio, go and get the original MP3 of that, download it, and take out every single thing except for where they said, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, and show them that they got 10 minutes of uh-huhs in there. Gosh, that's annoying. Anyway, don't do that. <laughs> Seriously, ask your question in the shortest amount of words that still conveys the heart of the question to your audience and to your interview, interviewee, and then, mm, teeth on tongue, bite your tongue, close your mouth, don't make noises, let your guest speak, all right? Give them the mic. All righty. Avoid questions that allow for simple one-word answers, Especially for, there are some people you're going to invite on your show that you're going to wish you never would have invited. <laughs> I'm just saying, there are going to be some people that's like, you can ask them questions like, so can you tell us a little bit about how it was when you w- received that that uh, cease and desist letter? And they're going to come back and they're going to say, it was horrible. And that's it. That's all they're going to give you. Now, th- now, that that one's on them. Uh, don't ask them, so were you upset when you got the cease and desist letter? Because the answer to that question is yes or no. Now, somebody who's a good interviewee is going to say, yes, now let me tell you what happened. In fact, I was so upset that I did this. But some people are going to be, they're just going to be nervous to be on your show and they're just going to give a yes or no answer. And you're going to kill the conversation and it's going to be boring to listen to. So don't give questions or you should avoid, and there I did, I, I find, you know, I tried to avoid shooting on you, but um, you should avoid questions that allow for simple one-word answers. Try to get questions that are open-ended and allow for conversation. And then uh, two more, have an idea of the main points you desire to come out with, uh, to come out of this interview, and ask questions one, two, or three that is going to help you to reach the goal, and then for the rest of the interview, allow it to flow. So if I have 30 minutes with an A-list interviewee guest, somebody like a Michael Hyatt or a Dan Miller or, or a Dave Ramsey, you know, there are three things I really hope to get out of Dave Ramsey. Number one, Dave Ramsey, can you tell us what it was like when you had lost everything and you're building what is currently today this financial peace empire, can you tell me what it was like month by month doing this on a folding card table? You know, were there times where you couldn't pay the bills? Were there times when you cried about the weight and the stress? That, that's that's number one. I Take me back and explain to me the mindset that you had back then. Number two, what was it like to do this? And so, so I want to know. There are there are three things that I'm hoping to get from Dave, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna keep asking him questions that drive us closer 
to those three things. Now, if I only get one of them out or two of them out, that's fine. But if I get all three of them out, that's fine. As w- That's great. But the idea is to not have pre-scripted questions all written out, but three things, three items that you hope that will come out in the conversation and three goals to achieve by that having that conversation and 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 try to achieve those goals make it a game to to achieve those goals and i like that approach a whole lot more than having a preset prescripted amount of questions that you ask in order and there's nothing i despise more than to listen to an interview where all of a sudden the the interviewee asks question number 1 he gets an answer and then all of a sudden, they could have gone on so much deeper, so much more rich of a conversation. But instead, we go to dry, boring question number two. And then all of a sudden, that guest is ready to pour their heart out. But there's no time because there's seven more prescripted questions. And then question number three comes. And then all of a sudden, the guest starts going on. And, and that leads them to a recollection of something. And they start sharing, stop sharing, start sharing. And finally, the interviewee's getting a little bit nervous because there's still four more questions to get to, or three more questions to do. And then all of a sudden, question number seven, the podcaster asks the scripted question. And the answer was already given as an offshoot of something that the person answered earlier. It's like, you didn't even listen. Oh, my goodness. And so that's the other thing. Uh, actually, I'm going to give you 22 steps. 22 steps. Listen to the person speaking. And I have been guilty of wondering, oh, my gosh, what's my next question? What's my next question? And for and, and not listening to them as they're speaking. I wonder if I've actually even done that one where I asked somebody a question right after they just answered Giving you know, giving an answer for that question right after or right before my asking it. Ah, anyway, and then of course the the final one that I had written down here. Make sure that you learn how to pronounce the name of your guest, Doctor Pei Kang, Ijama Eleazu. You know, you you want you want to actually ask them. Can you can you write that out in pronunciation form? What does it sound like? Ijama Eleazu is something that I practiced. Before and of course I didn't interview Ijama, but I actually did communicate her name verbally many times during our live group coaching calls. And I didn't want to, you know, Iojima, and I didn't want to, you know, Elehayazu. You know, I I wanted to make sure that I was saying it correctly. And so the one of the first things I did when when she introduced herself, I said, "Can you can you help me understand how to pronounce your name?" And that's where and, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I've never heard somebody say Ijama Elehayazu." For the first time, right like that, that was very cool. And and it means something to them when you go out of your way to correctly pronounce their name, especially when they have those difficult ones. Well, my friends, that is it. Those are 22 tips that will help you improve your podcast interviews. And with that, I can now stop talking. God bless you all. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Helping you to get the Some man.